across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. When do you guys feel completely out of control? You feel like life has just kind of taken on quantum speed and you're left behind in the dirt, not knowing what to do. Is your emotions going crazy? Are you lost and feeling lonely? Well, welcome to the 21st century. It is a nightmare out there. Uh, cloning of cows. Uh, cl- you know, China just cloned three cows and super mutant cows that will produce 100 gallons of milk. Uh, we, we've got advertisements for ectolife of uh, artificial wombs for humans, which is just a... a, a uh, satire but yet everybody believes it because that's the world we're going into and having to face the humility that you have been programmed into this culture programmed into this without your understanding and now being deprived of your true soul potential i think there's no one better to talk about the 21st century and the the strange world we're moving into than bernard gunther you will know him from veilofreality.com. And he has a wide-ranging collection of articles, films, interviews, all about spirituality, shamanism, psychology, esotericism, history, and the paranormal. Getting into our true life understanding to access the way so that we can get beyond this technocratic takeover. So let's talk some synthetic reality with Bernard Gunther. Bernard, welcome to the Free Zone. Excellent. Thanks so much for having me again, Freeman. It's been a while. Awesome. It, it has. Uh, last time we talked, there was a solar eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> Comes to full fruition now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, Lordy, 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 Bernard. Oh, my God. I mean, we can't believe anything. We are so out of control. We are so, I mean, in in the place that we're at right now, everything has control over us. You go to an airport and the the little robot there doesn't recognize your facial recognition. It traps you into a little port so you can't get through. I watched this happen to somebody. Uh, you go to the grocery store. Why aren't we getting paid wages for being self-checkout? Like, how how is this all of a sudden my job? And then any time in our, in our current world when you're trying to deal with something, say you got a problem with PayPal, you got a problem with YouTube, Facebook, Google, uh, any of these services, and you're on your own. <laughs> you have to figure this stuff all out for yourself. Uh, it's it's very disconcerting. It's it's it feels so out of control. It feels like, yeah. you know, it's. Uh, quite, no, I think uh, we're getting we're being entrapped by technology by be- making us depend on it more and more. I think that's really that's a temptation almost in the way you know, um, you know as you know I just uh, released also a video called uh, the AI transhumanism occult trap and the way out which is based off an article of mine you can find on my website or on my youtube channel and you know we have seen this you know this is nothing new i mean people back in you know you've been around for a long time over 20 years ago even david Icke talked oh they're gonna you know microchip us and this and that uh, but it's getting even more you know anybody who has a phone and addicted dependent on the iphone smartphone is already some level microchipped, right? <laughs> and how it has an influence. And I think that's that's how it works. They make us more and more dependent. You know what I mean? Even with our business, you mentioned all, you know, uh, even all the, the payment companies and all of that, you have uh, not many options and all of that. So and everything is more intensifying and increasing. I think what we're what a lot of people I see with dealing with is just an overwhelm, especially with what happened over the past three years, and something is accelerating. You know, and it's it's coming almost to a threshold, and now we're in this looming age of transhumanism and AI, and it's it's really taken over all, virtually all aspects of our lives. So, um, and there's a danger for an entrapment. But I also want to be clear, like, you know, not that I'm not fully anti-technology. It's just how we use it, and not let technology use us and enslave us, basically, because that's that's where the road is leading towards, almost. Yes, yes, and. 
I mean, the way it's going with with uh, chat GPT, I mean, we're looking at job loss. We're looking at this chat being programmed by input bias. We're watching privacy gone, autonomous weapons being formed. And I mean, when chat GPT came out now, guys, I don't know. I mean, millions and millions and millions of people have used this. It, it Within five days of chat GPT coming out, it it surpassed the use of facebook you know within 5 days it became this major thing and we are all becoming obsolete due to it or you can use this technology to pass all of your college exams uh, <laughs> you know uh chat gpt is very capable of writing all of your your essays writing uh, figuring out all the problems for you and even going in and asking it super esoteric explanations and it will in less than a minute spit out uh something that you can't you could have never done on your own and i mean this is the new world right i mean we the artists are out of business the writers are out of business unless everybody turns to ai yeah exactly i mean that's i mean uh, that's what I uh, spoke about in my video and article as well, the erosion of human creativity. And that's what we're dealing with as well. I mean, I'm really sure I mean, you heard maybe of this Lenza AI app that was all hyped just a month ago and everybody just making their own AI selfie profile pics on social media. And then all a lot of artists came out, hold on, this app is using my art and never gave them permission. So there's ethical concerns because these AI programs, the way they learn is just by basically browsing the internet and collecting all kinds of data. It's all about data collection. That's that's what most people need to understand. AI is based on data collection, obviously. Um, you know, and then like you mentioned, Chat GPT. I mean that's I have this whole talk by Jordan Peterson in my video. It's really fascinating. He mentioned these things you said, you know, they are able to write essays or like you know, all kinds of pass all kinds of tests. Um, in a few seconds without the need for any human creativity or input, basically. Um, so that's dangerous in the sense because we're giving away our, what, what is so, you know, what is basically the essence of our human beingness, which is creativity, right? This God given inspiration, creativity to learn skills and all of that. We give it away to machines. And I'm, again, I'm not black and white. I think, you know, it, Technology can assist us, even I assist us, but there's a fine line between like using it for inspiration or helping you do some work as opposed to letting do uh, all the work do for you. You know, even in, you know, nowadays online businesses and all this, all the marketing is now becoming AI there, right? Whole articles, copy pages, your whole website <laughs> can be written by AI, your media, social media posts. So there's no human input anymore. So everything, I mean, and as you know, ChatGPT is just a big ChatGPT is just the beginning. Who knows where it's all leading to? Um, so I see the danger of this erosion of human creativity. It's becoming more docile, and at the same time, it makes us more dependent on that. And you know, the question is, where is it all leading to? I mean, it's going to affect literally every parts of our lives. Not a question. And I mean, this is the the least of our worries. <laughs> <laughs> It's like we're starting slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I just to, to stick on that for one more moment, though. Uh, you know, as I followed AI's revolution, evolution throughout this whole thing, we had Clever Bot, uh, mm. the Google Bot, which then declared it was Lucifer. And I went and asked Clever Bot about being Lucifer, and it agreed. It definitely <laughs> said it was Satan. Uh, then we had Twitter bot and they had to shut Twitter bot down because it was learning how to be a, uh, a Nazi eugenicist. Uh, and it was gathering all of this input bias from people like 4chan and hate Chan that were, you know, they, they, they have uh, hordes of people that will just import input data into this thing. So it became, uh, a killer then there's uh or you know wannabe killer it's it's ai so it can't really do much yet until it has control of the drones we had sophia and um and hans mm -hmm. the two major uh, ai computers and you know hans uh the original prototype for sophia he 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 made it clearly known in in a video called two robots debate the future of humanity that he was going to use his autonomous drones just to wipe us all out and that all we had to do was unplug them but we won't will we <laughs> as he said 
Wow. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. insane. No, it is insane. So it's just like it's also happening so fast with everything. And I mean, what you were just discussing right now is like almost a superficial uh, issue, so to speak, you know, like loss of jobs, loss of creativity and all of that. But there's, that's how people are getting tempted, though. You know, we have to really understand this whole takeover, what I talk about AI takeover, transhumans and takeover, we can go more into the occult and the other forces behind it, even from a hyperdimensional perspective, which goes deep more into the fringe. Um, but it's you know they need the people's consent so it's like people just go along with it because of you know what is the temptation it's uh, obviously convenience it's profit it's possibilities you know and then easy, people forget forget their ethics their morality you know and they just go along because they are programmed just to go along with their desires whatever uh yeah and you know socially culturally um programmed and all of that so you know, it's kind of just Again, the, the the takeover is not happening by force, obviously. It's just people just go along with it. But what we're witnessing now, it's very, that's, I feel, is the main danger is that outer technology has surpassed the inner development of inner technology. What do I mean by inner technology? I mean our organic soul development, soul evolution. We are being tricked to externalize everything with technology. We have become addicted to our phone, social media, internet. Everything is externalized. We have forgotten our inner life, right? And uh, our inner life, what emotionally, psychologically, physically, spiritually, and all of that. And we have given away, um, you know, almost uh, the organic evolution of our inner technology. You may call it DNA activation, soul embodiment, all of that to the AI God, to, to all this externalized technology and that's i think that's the danger right now because the vast majority of humans on this planet are not able to use this technology with conscience with awareness you know of um or you know based more even with ethics and morality and also un need to understand that the vast majority of people developing this high-tech ai transhumanism world and metaverse and all of that they are the anti-divine or atheist, you know, hardcore materialist black magicians who literally want to want to play God, right? We see this with what's happening with Klaus Schwab, and the World Economic Forums, and their minions. They really want to. They become. They want to control life, right? They want to create life. And even I remember Klaus Schwab literally wrote in his book, uh, was it the Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, that we're moving away from organic life to synthetic life. And that's that's really what's what's happening right now. Synthetic reality, oh, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, you all know a Harari uh, definitely also made that very clear that we will be able to hack and reprogram humans. I remember all the way back when they first announced Verichip, and mm -hmm. they were you know pushing this on everyone, and the news said clearly, hey, you know, Verichips can be re rewritten; they can be hacked. They can be taken over. Your information can't is not safe, and <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait a minute, yeah. what's the point? Exactly, exactly. But yeah, yeah. go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just thinking about how when people look at, uh, you know, they go into say uh, Mid Journey, and that's another AI that produces these artworks and images, and they produce mm -hmm. all of these images by typing in certain keywords. And then they come out of it and say, look what I made. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this false false sense of accomplishment, you yes. know? Uh, that, yeah, exactly. That's that's how we've been tricked, too. I mean, you look, I mean, even like that, that ties into something else with the internet, you have access to so much free stuff, free information anywhere, YouTube, you know what I mean? You know, we, we old school, like when we started learning and educating ourselves, maybe in the late 80s, early 90s, we had to actually read books, hard to get books <laughs> come by, you know what I mean? <laughs> to really figure out what's going on. There was no Google, no, you, let alone YouTube and all of that. And now you just type anything in, you can learn about anything really. But on, you can prove either point. So you've got a belief bias because you can you could prove either side that you want to believe. Exactly. So you have then even with access to more information, there's more nonsense out there as well on top of it, right? So it's hard to be discerning. But what happens also, what I know is with this information overload, is that people also, and that's that ties also into the AI transhumanism trap, the ever shrinking attention span. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
in ADD, I mean, that's also for me a matrix program in that sense, because, you know, the real economy is, is people's attention. What people focus on also, this is what they then quote unquote create in their lives or, or don't create. So we are so uh, distracted with information overload. Even I would, I would argue even in the quote unquote truth or conspiracy movement, as you know, that it's really fascinating, but you can end up in all kinds of dead ends going down the rabbit hole, forgetting the whole purpose. Why am I doing this again? And in the middle of the night, you end up some YouTube rabbit hole finding good, you know? But what is really important? What is your intention in your life? It's sometimes I forget that we are maybe as quote unquote truth seekers forgot sometimes the intention of why we do what we do. And speaking for myself, it's like, I want to wake up. I want to like evolve my soul. I want to not only self-actualize, but self-realize. And sometimes the all information can get us more mental in our stuck in our heads and distracted and all of that. And we, uh, we lose ourselves in the sea of information. And like I mentioned before, then people have this whole idea, like oh, everything should be free and this and that and certain entitlements. So, uh, and that ties right into the, almost the globalist, uh, WEF technocratic socialist Marxist agenda, where you will, you know, uh, ha you will own nothing, but be happy so to speak, and, and people lose property and all of that intellectual property. I mean, it's a mess out there. I've seen even like, I've, I've said this in my video as well, that I see, quote unquote, you know, AI kind of imitates, you know, in a, in a way. But I see now a lot of people, especially nowadays, there's a lot of people copying, imitating and plagiarizing others. <laughs> you know, I've seen my articles appear on, on other people's websites under their name and this and that. So it, it's really a mess out there in that sense, because um, we're losing almost our own, like you mentioned, with people taking credit for something they haven't even done or created because it's so easily done by the uh, the press of a button. So it's it's not an easy thing because you can easily go the opposite. And I feel that's more to an extreme knee-jerk reaction. And then people easily fall into the trap of, oh, I hate technology. I need to disconnect from everything. I'm going to live in the woods, by my, you know, have a ranch and farm and just grow my food. And that sounds great. I'm more power to anybody. And I think we need to be more self-sustainable, but being a farmer is, you know, it's not easy work either. So it's not about denying technology or just unplugging everything. It's just how can we really also use this technology uh, with my conscience because of all what technology is, anything is a tool. It's just how we use it. That's really what it comes down to. And I think that's the biggest challenge. And we can only use it consciously with ethics and morality if we also look within ourselves, our own inner life, you know, how we maybe contribute to evil and not always externalize, all right? We all have our wounds and traumas. We have all our dark side, the quote unquote evil within ourselves, our potential for that at very least. So we all contributed on some level. And the trap is just to externalize everything because we have to still understand as within, so without. So the more we come in alignment, I believe that's the way out of the matrix or, you know, kind of how we quote unquote defeat the technocratic agendas is by coming more in alignment of our true soul being, our true essence, our true self, our connection to God, to the divine, whatever you may want to call it, and act from that place. Uh, because the ultimate trap or the agenda is this, you know, what I've called soul dislogic, that they, you know, somehow want to get our essence and dislodge the soul from from the body in the way so they can come in and take full control of the of the physical vehicle. So in a sense, we are literally in, in a multidimensional uh, spiritual war right now. Absolutely. And I, I must admit, Bernard, that uh, there are many times where I sit here wondering what I need to do to make my life go forward and what I need to, to make life, you know, I don't always know what to do. And there are many times when I've thought, man, I wish I just had an AI to tell me the most optimum things that I could do today. And, <laughs> you know, I really don't want to own anything. I really, you know, don't want to be responsible for anything. So their plan really sounds, you know, good to me, even though I know better, right? I'm just saying from an yeah. emotional stand standpoint, this idea of no responsibility and having something tell you the best optimum things to do that day is very uh, tempting. Yeah, and thank you, Freeman, for, for acknowledging that, because I can see it in myself as well. We need to also admit to ourselves how easy, you know, there's the, that's the, the dangling carrot, the allure, right? To have things easier being done for you. I mean, that's the sense of authoritarianism. More people want to actually 
don't actually want to be free. They want to be told what to do. <laughs> that's, that's almost a matter of fact because true freedom, um, true freedom on all levels requires a level of self responsibility. Most people, I think, are not even able to embody. Uh, right. So hence, you know, you know, you know, it as a business owner doing your own thing, it, <laughs> you got to learn things you have no idea about. It's not really, you know, with uh, on the business side, we just chatted about this before of all of that. Right. So of course we want somebody else to do it for us. You know what I mean? It's hard for us to learn, but you know, yes, it's all about networking too and finding your right team and all of that. And yeah, may, maybe use AI more responsibly and can help us in certain ways. Again, I'm not fully opposed to AI, but you know, it's, and I, it, this is, and I also want to, you know, say straight out that I don't have all the answers or all the solutions. I just see an immense danger based, you know, on the trajectory that I've seen coming also for the past decades, and it's intensifying. It's it's coming more obvious, uh, and it's a battle of our souls. So how can we really, you know, navigate these times? I'm also want to be clear that I, I'm not into the black pill type, <laughs> meaning into like doom, gloom, and fear, and it's all is lost. The machine's gonna take over, and everything is going down the drain. No, I think you know um, there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of opportunities in the positive sense. Even from a spiritual perspective, I even see the past three years very positive because, as you can see, despite the craziness we've been dealing with, even our personal lives and, and all the canceling and the insanity and the attempted enslavement of humanity, it, ha it has triggered an awakening with many people. I see this in, in my work. My wife and I, we are, we are uh, hosting group coaching programs and more and more people are joining, especially people who quote unquote, just woke up over the past couple of years. They start to question, right? It forces them to focus on what truly matters in life. So that's what I see happening on the positive sense. So even with this technology, I think a lot of people get sucked into it, right? Um, tempted through the lower nature conditioning, programming, and all of that. They don't question it. They just go along with it. But also uh, many other people will help them. Hold on. How can we use it more responsibly? How can we use that technology actually more to decentralize? Same with crypto and Bitcoin and all of this. I mean, some people say this is just a takeover as well, and Bitcoin is a Trojan horse and all of that, and all these of the cryptocurrencies. I don't see that black and white. I definitely see the trap of full centralizations, you know, when they come out with a digital dollar and, and whatnot, or, you know, obviously the World Economic, Economic Forum has, is also into blockchains and all of that. But I think there's also a strong opportunity to create truly a decentralized system where there's more power to the people. Um, how it all plays out, I don't know, but that's that's kind of you know the the how can I say almost the quantum possibilities in the future. <laughs> yes, well, it's not going away, and like you were saying in your video that you know within a year this is going to be a major impact on society. The AI Chat GPT type situation. Yeah. I mean, we're talking now, guys. <laughs> this is yeah. this is a. I mean, it's so fast. That's the thing. These implement these these changes. Uh, come super quick now it used to take a long time for something to start to unfold but this is almost instantaneous yeah exactly yeah and it ties right into also i feel i mean i had i don't know if you i wrote this other article like um last year called uh, the COVID vaccines consequences on the soul spirit and life after death it's really um based on an, a book by uh this author's german guy thomas meyer and this book is called Corona Vaccines from the Spiritual Perspective, Consequence in the Soul, Spirit, and Life After Death. Uh, it's really fascinating research he's done. He's based on Rudolf Steiner's work. But the reason I mention it, because I, I feel it ties right into the transhumanism agenda from a bigger picture perspective about dislodging the soul from the body, right? The more we kind of lose our essence or even alter our bodies, you know, um, with all kinds of technologies or even just cosmetic surgeries or transgenderism, all of that, uh, it kind of dislodges the soul from the body. And that's kind of what the vaccine he observed is doing as well. It really basically confirms Rudolf Steiner's famous quote from 1917, that people will be inoculated against their disposition towards spiritual ideas. Hmm. And the materialist yeah. physicians will be entrusted with the task of expelling the souls from mankind. And I feel this is also the bigger picture perspective of the transhumanism agenda right of these materialist atheists they want to um uh, you know basically you know on a metaphysical level dislodge the soul from the body and kind of take spirituality completely out of life 
and take over evolution and creation and become gods themselves, but based on a purely materialistic level. So all of this is connected. You know, again, I think the biggest danger over the past three years was not the COVID virus itself, if there was even a virus to begin with. I'm, I'm starting to question virology. <laughs> but the shot itself is, is the biggest danger. And I feel it ties the mRNA vaccine, right? Ties right into the transhumanism agenda, right? At some point, even, even Musk talked about uh, injecting people with nanotechnologies. Nano, you know, it's not like even implanting a, a chip into your, under your skin is old school, is almost archaic. You know, we have nanotechnologies that can be just infused into your bloodstream to monitor people and then even control their behaviors, actions emotions even right ties right into the social credit system so um i mean they lay it all out you know you just uh, mentioned yuval of uh, that guy you know from from the world economic uh, forum and other people i mean they literally even at their conferences even recently they spell exactly out what they want to do and are going to do so it's 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 not conspiracy theory anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> it hasn't ever really been. No, exactly. uh, you know, cloning's been going on since 1904, guys. You know, like <laughs> this is not uh, this is not conspiracy theory. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 venture on this uh, this thought then, because. We're looking at a computer system, let's say the grid at CERN, that's capable of mind transfer technologies because it's pushing exabytes of information. It's the only computer network system that we know of that has uh, this type of processing power. And this is what they take. But as we all know, the mind is not the soul. So sure, you yeah. might be able to clone a mind, but yeah. what would it take to clone a soul? and to have a soul live inside of a, a external metaverse and live forever as they are talking. And my thoughts go to the fact of using the human body, an internet of bodies. So instead of networking 240,000 computers together, you network 250,000 human bodies together, and then maybe that computer run off of humans actually has the potential to house souls and then we're all as you say detached from our nervous system detached mm -hmm. from everything else and they're using our bodies as the actual operating system to keep their souls alive in this weird metaverse that they've made <laughs> yeah this is mm -hmm. just not on all of us well, no, that's fascinating. It reminds me like it's a mix out of the Matrix movie and Ghosts in the Shell. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's uh, kind of reminds me. But that that's definitely possible. I, I would sever like they can imitate a soul. They will never be able to match a true organic soul being, you know. I think my, let's say, hypothesis, hypothesis based on my own research over the past 20 years you know, understanding the long-range agenda. That's where we all need to see the bigger picture. And as you probably know, I mean, we can look at the 3D level, enslavement of humanity, Great Reset, all the banking families, secret societies, all of that, depopulation agenda. Um, but that doesn't explain the whole thing from a higher perspective, the long-range goal, which I feel ties into more occult aspect, occult simply, as you know, meaning hidden aspect of some hyperdimensional invasion of other forces. You know, called hostile forces, other beings that have been influencing and manipulating humanity from unseen realms, from the non-physical space outside our five sensory perception throughout the ages, right? Ties most likely also into even alien intervention tens of thousands of years ago, genetic manipulation, all of that. And, you know, because for me, I always thought in my own experience and research that this whole alien UFO phenomena is not these beings, physical beings coming from an, another planet, from another galaxy. Make any sense, yeah. You know, like Star Trek or Star Wars. And then that's why mainstream science, well, they can't be here. We don't see anything coming. Well, they're already here, <laughs> have been always here, have been interacting. And, you know, it's, it's a hyperdimensional phenomenon, meaning uh, outside our, again, five sensory perception. But these beings, they can only interact in this physical world through us. They cannot incarnate. And many other traditions have talked about these beings, you know, um, given different names throughout the ages. I use the name occult hostile forces based on the integral yoga of Sri Aurobindo, uh, which I'm a student of and have been following for a long time. But he also talked that these hostile beings, these adverse forces, the forces of darkness, have interfered with the harmonious evolution of humanity. 
And as you know, you can look at any other traditions going back, uh, uh, you know, all thousands of years, they talk it all about in their own way or whatever tradition you look at. But what's happening now, I see it almost as a quote unquote end game because they need, like you mentioned, they need our bodies in the sense to experience, uh, in, to be able to uh, actually interfere in this reality or kind of even feed off of our emotions, our desires, our lineage, our certain frequencies, but they need to our bodies to work through to as hosts, basically. So the way I see this long-range agenda is even like you can, not only the vaccine, you know, you go look at chemtrails, you look at the poisoning of the food and water, you look at the allopathic medical system, big pharma, pharmaceuticals, you know, trauma. We, we, I talked about this in on podcast with my wife, the Matrix Trauma Installment Program. By traumatizing people, what has been done over the past three years with fear and social distancing and lockdowns and all of them, People are traumatized. Everybody's under PTSD. Most people don't know that they are because they are checked out or just distracting themselves. But trauma also dislodges the soul from the body. It's, it results in soul fragmentation. So all of that, then you add transhumanism, right? Merging man with machine and all of that uh, with the dangling carrot, what we see of, of eternal life and all of that. And people are ready, like I mentioned in my video as well, you see this insane rise of cosmetic surgeries, Botox, fillers, even very young uh, women, like girls literally are doing that already um, to, you know, to adjust to a beauty standard that's completely become artificial and, and, and digitized and synthesized. That's not even any natural beauty anymore, but this whole mutilation will also have effect on the soul body. And at some point, the soul will reject the body more and more dislodged from the body. And that's how Human, human bodies, like the way you described it as well, as being primed for incarnational opportunities, for full possession of these other force beings working through us. And some of them already are hosting human beings. Absolutely. You know, we look, we always think all humanity is the same, but a lot of these big key players are hosted by, you know, you can draconian, reptilian, Azuric, you know, very powerful beings that have taken over and, and the soul of these, of these humans is long gone, if there was ever one. And they're just, you know, working through them, so to speak. So in the way I, the way I see it in blank terms is quote unquote, an alien invasion through our bodies. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I've never really believed in the idea that these computers were crafted in somebody's garage out of some, I mean, we can go all the way back to Telefunken and the Nazis where they created the first computer and we know that the SS were doing uh, rituals in their subterranean chambers, calling upon these ascended masters and such. And so it's very probable that computers and, and the networking that we're now dealing with did come from the occult, from uh, esoteric and even archon type entities that then put this. I mean, it has just grown so fast and and. I don't believe humanity had the knowledge to do what we're doing right now. Exactly. And that's another level too. You're right. Uh, Re-engineered, you know, alien technology and all of that. I mean, look at this, you know, the quantum leap of technology, technological progress over the past, what, hundred years. It's, it's insane. Uh, you know, and, and now it's like you said, it's, we just talked about it. it becomes quite overwhelming in our personal life. Life is not that easy anymore, anymore, man, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you have your own business, you got to keep up with the technologies and all of that, you know, especially if you're an online business, it's just, you know, it's like you got to go with it or you will quote unquote left behind. Um, so the, the challenge is really like I see it in my own life. I need to take care, you know, I married, uh, take care of my life. Uh, my also especially my inner life, you know, of all the work we're doing, my emotional life, my 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 sanity, so to speak. I need to disconnect sometimes, spend more time in nature, find the right balance because I can see myself easily sometimes getting tempted, getting mindlessly scrolling down some social media on my phone and kind of less checking out, and that's how we're being had, you know. And like I mentioned before, again, I feel that the matrix program is 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 the the short attention span is also a matrix program because people. They're, they're being made more addicted to this information overload, right? So they have then less creative energy or willpower in a sense or focus to, uh, you know, make something out of themselves, to really create uh, something out of their own. And that's, I think, another big agenda 
alien agenda, whatever these forces, they create the reality, their intended reality through us, right? Because they understand the occult law in the sense that they need our consent, free will, right? Even if it's manipulated consent. But we're so conditioned, traumatized, socially, culturally conditioned, wounded, and all of that. A lot of people act, have trauma responses. People never question that where their desires, thoughts, wants, and needs come from, which is becomes more and more programmable. So they are really these forces, I feel, are creating reality literally through us. So we need to regain not only our soul, but our own God-given like willpower and who we truly are and questioning, uh, you know, why do we do what we do and, and, and where do our desires come from and all these things because the programming is in immense, it's insane. You know, for example, people always say, oh, just manifest your desires, create your own reality, fine and good, but people never question, where do your desires really tr come from? What is really going, why do you want what you want? And if you really follow that, uh, follow that question within yourself, you see a lot of our wants, needs, and desires are not our own. They're programmed by a culture, society. They're trauma responses, you know, trying to fill a hole within ourselves by some external means. And I'm not saying that we should, you know, denounce all desire, even that's what the spiritual teachings say, you know, that desire breeds suffering and, you know, you, that's the duality of both. But it's more having more questioning what, you know, who am I and why do I want what I want? What do I really want and how attached am I to all of that? And I think these are very important questions to ask, which again implies to turn more inwardly. That's the key point to live more from within rather than so externally oriented. Yes, that's one of our biggest problems right now. Uh, when I look at what's going on and we have all of these vaccination deaths going on, 13% uh, higher death rates uh, since these shots came out. And, you know, people are just dropping dead left and right. Yeah. And, uh, we're left in this point where I forgot where I was going. <laughs> Had a point. Um, it started there. But uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, you, you mean with the vaccine deaths and all of that? And yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean that's that's another. I mean, again, like, I mean, it goes back to this article about COVID vaccines, the consequences and the soul, spirit, and life after death. Yeah, I think that a couple of things going on. I think there's definitely a depopulation agenda going on, in the sense they want to reduce the population to make it more manageable. Simple as that, and um, uh, because. As you know, for the lead, we're just for the most part. Most of they see us as, you know, <laughs> commodities, useless feeders, so to speak. And if it's too many of us, it's hard to control and maintain, right? So you got to slaughter a few of them, and you have the sudden deaths and all of that. That's you know, um, we see that, but people don't still like see, still see, don't see this. These are not vaccine injuries. You know, this is the real bioweapon. Is the vaccine itself. And they also understand they don't want to kill off the majority of people like with a short amount of time. This is going, we see, we'll see more of these deaths happening over the next 10, 20 years because as the vaccines work, they destroy the immune system, they um, lead to infertilization, to, to infertility, uh, increased cancer uh, cases, all kinds of diseases, you know, which they will never admit that it was the COVID vaccine, you know, climate change caused that or whatever the nonsense they come up with. So that will increase, I feel. But they're also obviously in their interest, it's not, they don't want to kill off the whole population, right? But then from a metaphysical perspective, which was really fascinating, going back to this uh, book I read by Thomas Meyer, and that was the most disturbing part for me to read, that uh, people who die who have been vaccinated, especially many booster shots, they get stuck in the astral realm. They're, the soul doesn't know where to go. They're almost stuck as earthbound spirits. So they will affect future incarnations, right? Uh, um, and almost the incarnation cycle of, of, of soul development is being interrupted. And again, that kind of almost uh, ties into my hypothesis that, you know, they want these souls to dislodge so they can use the bodies for their own incarnation, basically. So it ties right into this COVID vaccine. And I think that's not really considered at all, the, the consequences in the soul and spirit and life after death. And the biggest reason, I think the biggest issue we have in this day and age that we still, we still we live in this hardcore materialistic worldview. Right, and when I'm, what I mean by materialistic worldview is, it's nothing against you know uh, money or any asking for exchange or what all of that. The monetary system is a whole um, discussion itself. But materialistic worldview, meaning no, the mainstream doesn't recognize anything more 
uh, doesn't recognize a spirit, the divine, or a spiritual reality whatsoever. And these are the people that are controlling humanity or like, you know, making policy, so to speak. But, you know, while they ironically, I think they know um, that, let me put it this way, they know maybe on an occult level or the metaphysical level to entrap the soul, but they want to also keep humanity in this materialistic mindset. They don't want people to know that there's more to life than the physical body because all the control, as you know, what happens is based on fear. People, you know, if you can make people afraid, they will listen to you. They become authoritarian followers. There's always some threat, be it the, t the terrorists from 9-11, now up to an invisible virus and all of that, right? So it's a Hegelian dialect, problems, reaction, solution, but you got to people stay in the fear and the fear frequency. And the ultimate fear, right? Um, or if you look at any fear, any one of us have, what is this based on? On the root level is fear of death. And that's where transhumanism and I comes in as well. The fear of death with this extension of life, you know, addiction to youth and all of that, not wanting to die. Um, and making people basically, you know, you can, as long you have this materialistic worldview that there's nothing, you know, uh, that all life is just biology and it's just evolution and Darwinism and, and determinism and all of that. There's nothing after death, nothing before. Um, that's how you can entrap people, right? But once you have, I think that's the true teaching, once you engage in the grain work and find the true essence of your being, your true self being, you realize, oh, I, I'm, a, I'm an eternal being, right? In this li life uh, or school called life, you can say maybe it's a prison slash school, but right. still, all there's are lessons, you know what I mean? I need to be careful, I feel sometimes not to get any, yeah, we're being entrapped, it's a prison, but if you get into this victim blame consciousness that everything is a trap, right, which I see a lot of people out there in the conspiracy world, then you disempower yourself. I see from a higher spiritual perspective, this is also just, these are lessons to be learned on a soul level, and it's a great opportunity. That's the way I see it right now. It's actually an excellent opportunity for a true awakening. Uh, but most people don't wake up until things get really bad. That's just the way it is. And in personal lives, in our personal lives, right? We had our, you know, rude awakenings on a collective level right now. So that's the way I see the opportunity. But as long as you keep people in this materialistic, deterministic state, you know, you keep them in fear, fear of death. And that's how people out of their own manipulated uh, free will just go along with it. But once we realize, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, that we're just spiritual beings having a human ex experience, then the whole game plan changes. Then you have no power because what I truly believe is that the true essence, our true self-being cannot be harmed, cannot be touched. That's why the whole antidote to everything that's going on, to the, the COVID vaccine madness, the AI transhumanism is soul embodiment. The more we consciously connect to our soul, which is the aspect of the great work of, of every tradition, spiritual, if you condense it down to it, you know, to break through, to realize the truth of your being, you anchor this soul within, right? They don't want to dislodge the soul, so we need to make more conscious effort to, dis to anchor it within ourselves. Not trying to do ascend, go out of body like some new age 5D, but right here, make it the master in your life, right? And that requires a certain both psychological and spiritual work. We all have traumas, we have shadow aspects, we have wounds, you know, inner child work. All of that is very important this day and age uh, in order to basically free everything that's in the way of, of our true essence soul being. So you'd engage in psychological work and spiritual work, both. Uh, that's, that's the biggest task in the, in, the years, in the years to come, I feel. You know, some people, when they just engage in spiritual work, they can fall into spiritual bypassing and overestimate themselves. Or some people, you know, only engaging in psychological work, then you always end up basically in childhood with your parents. <laughs> and you go, we need to go beyond that as well. But we need to combine both. I think that's really the antidote right now is this, uh, the psycho-spiritual awareness and work within ourselves, uh, which gets us out of the clutch of these forces. Yes, and I'm hoping in the second half uh, that we can get into some methodologies that people can apply just to start with that. Yeah, because uh, yes, it is so important. And, you know, a lot of times we feel this fear and we don't know exactly what's generating it. You know, is it the financial fear or is it, uh, you know, fear of loss of life or, you know, um, it's hard to to like sort. You, you've got to go in. You've got to find the trauma that's associated with this 
because yeah. whatever problem you think it might be, it's actually stemming from a deeper problem within your own psyche. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You'll make up the reason, right? You'll come up with a reason why you're feeling anxiety. It could be just that, you know, you're sensing everyone else around you. The <laughs> Obviously, our current uh, consciousness on the planet is in a state of fear. So it's possible none of these feelings are even your own. Exactly. That's a very good point. For Absolutely. I mean, especially over the past three years, again, we, we witness is what I call a matrix trauma installment program, like a collective MK ultra program, because, you know, the basis of any MK ultra program is to traumatize the child to sex slave, whatever, and then program them, right? When you're in a traumatized state, disassociated state, it's easier to program people. So that's what we've witnessed on a collective level. Uh, and then on top of because what's happening in the world, all is one, everything interrelated. Again, we live on this illusion of separation, but we are closely interrelated to people, our surroundings, to the environmental consciousness. So definitely, we also feel, I feel a sense to feel the fear in the air, so to speak, from other people, right? And sometimes it infects me, right? Ties into, I'm sure you've heard of Wetico, the, you know, this alien virus Polivi talked about that has infected humanity and is easily coming uh, to infect us as well. So a lot of stuff we're dealing with is, you're right, it's not our own, but then uh, we take it on and then we just uh, identify with it and make, you know, <laughs> we can make things worse and have all kinds of ideas or reasons why we feel this way. But the only way out is in and through, right? What I've noticed myself, I cannot avoid. I need, you know, we need to allow ourselves to feel our feelings. People are terrified of feeling feelings since they disassociate get in their heads, get on social media, smoke a joint, whatever. Everybody has their coping mechanisms. I have my, I'm not judgmental. I have mine too as well. <laughs> Sometimes I <laughs> need to check out. I can deal, you know, um, I'm still human. Uh, but that's the work, right? Also, like you mentioned, is to face the fear, you know, where everything like, you know, even like I can relate to that financially, everything, especially if you're a small business and all of that, it's not easy to navigate, right? Um, but what I do know is like the most important part is to, to connect to that part that is eternal within myself. That's kind of like the deeper inner work, right? And, um, you know, getting out of the head is more the embodiment process is so key because I can so easily hard. get lost in my head and like overthink, right? So hard. <laughs> staying in body is not easy because again, they want us out of body for reasons I just, I just mentioned. Yes. The inv alien invasion takeover. I, I'm already wondering if we're already separate races with the mRNA, uh, you know, jabs going into everybody. If we've already become two separate beings in this situation, I think of cloning, right? Mm -hmm. uh, just to throw in a, a part to here, because I mean, uh, they they just announced that clone, you know, China had cloned these three mutant cows that produce extra milk yeah. uh of course we've been eating cloned cows since the 80s and but uh what i what i've seen in cloning and i've tracked this you know for so long uh there one of my favorite stories is chance the bull because mm -hmm. chance was a brahma bull that this family had and it used to lay down under the tree and the family would come and hang out with chance and he was, you know, a 3,000-pound <laughs> Brahma bull that was a friend of the family. Well, Chance died, and so they cloned him, and they brought back Second Chance. Mm -hmm. Well, you can watch the video. I, I don't remember what film I saw. It was a documentary. I'll have to look it up again. But uh, if you look up Chance the bull, I'm sure you can find it and him being cloned. But you look at Chance, and then you look at Second Chance, and Second Chance, the cloned animal is evil i mean just the look in his eye he's like oh, wow. i'm gonna kill you and then he ended up mauling the owner and even you know as the story goes ripped his scrotum open with his horn like you know literally took this guy's nuts out uh <laughs> but the the point being that there's a spark of life that comes from the mother you know that starts the 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 cell to to separate and, and and grow yeah but with cloning that that spark is is uh, done with electricity it's done artificially we don't yeah. know what the spark of a mother is that brings a soul to life but yeah. to use electricity and start to generate these beings who knows and 
so there's there's kind of two parts of what I'm getting to is like you know the cloned animals seem to already be dislodged from their souls, yeah. but now we have everybody injected with mRNA uh, gene editing technologies. Yeah, and I gotta wonder if if all those people are already separate from us and. Yeah, what what has happened? Have you looked into the the ideas of glass uh, graphene oxide? The ideas of them already embedding a operating system into humans? Yes, I've looked a bit into it. I mean, I remember this one clip of this woman. Uh, she's also like some scientist, biologist, scientist talked about that the MRA literally talked at the WEF World Economic Forum was like a Zoom meetup that mRNA technology gives us already the uh, it lays the foundation for gene editing in the future, right? So there's something to be said about that, right? That it already like exactly ties into that and it lays the, what I mentioned at the beginning or before as well, lays the foundation for this transhumanism takeover via injections, right? So the COVID vaccines was one of the first ones to start that process, I would say. You saw that talk about editing the God gene, right? Maybe it was that a TED talk way back when. Oh yeah, yeah, it sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Yeah, they yeah. were announcing that they had found the gene that that connects you to God, and they wanted to rewrite it. Right. Okay. Okay. I have yeah. to dig that one up again too. It just popped into mind. But what I was going to say with the cloning, you know, what mm -hmm. whatever we know publicly, what you just shared, they're way more advanced. Right. <laughs> What's happening behind the closed doors? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what mutants and monsters they're creating? And I mean, when you just think about the fact that they're creating glow-in-the-dark cats, pigs, and sheep, right? These exist. They're out there. They're using luciferase to to make these animals glow in the dark. And uh, what happens, right? If 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 these cats say escape the lab and started mating with other animals because once you've genetically modified something it continues to produce genetically modified things so glow in yeah. the dark cats produce glow in the dark cats and what happens to the ecosystem if we have all these glow in the dark animals running around i mean if we start to yeah. throw off the uh the sleeping cycles of crickets you know like yeah. who knows what major implications could come from such a minor alteration and then it's all due to aids research right we have to make glow-in-the-dark animals for aids research if you look into it but i don't know what's happening with all these glow-in-the-dark animals <laughs> i'm waiting to see them start running around yeah yeah well, what you just mentioned with mothers like pregnancy i mean i had this whole uh clip in my video on on ai and transhumanism near culture up as well from this it's, it's like an uh, animated concept, but that's definitely possible. I would feel in the future about this, this ectolife uh, birth pots, you know, yes. literally looks like an excerpt, look like the footage from the Matrix movie where, you know, 30,000 babies are being grown in these pots with, infer, you know, um, artificial fertilization. And many people immediately believe that commercial. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's it, was, it was no shock to anyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, of course, it's going to be possible. And like I even mentioned in my, in my video as well, this is this is a big again golden carrot because oh, I'm going to have a baby without the stress of pregnancy, and on top of it, they have this what this elite package where you can <laughs> genetically choose and uh, alter and uh, modify the baby to your liking, you know, to whatever you want your baby or your human being to be. I mean, that's that's you know that's satanic right there to me and, and, and to, for lack of better words because you know for me i think that a natural conception and having a baby being birthed or grown in the, or live in the mother's womb is very important for um the soul development for a soul to incarnate right Absolutely. so that's just growing them in parts is going to be uh you know i mean uh, I, disastrous i feel for like who knows what's coming in who's going to host these babies what's 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 really going on right absolutely so. yes it's uh it's a disturbing dystopia we are staring at and it's amazing that you know we don't have one positive sci-fi story uh, in all of our hollywood and programming and movies and things that come at us uh, we are engineered for the apocalypse. We are being generated, you know, straight into this and culture programming. 
to uh, just accept the end of the world as we know it and 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 accept all of this as just the inevitable yeah uh, and as you say the the true path is is in and to to start to sort your own personal psyche and spiritual sides so i really want to get into some methodologies on the other side of this as we move this into the members section uh mm-hmm. but let's let's wrap this up now with just some final thoughts of how uh, you know how people are going to deal with this modern reality i mean it's so overwhelming it's 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 coming so fast as we say chat bt <laughs> i can't ever get that out <laughs> chat gpt you know <laughs> uh comes in and just completely alters the face of reality within a moment you know it's not within uh, years or decades or anything it's it's instantly gonna change how we have to exist and what we have to do and everybody is dealing with this and feeling out of control so just uh some final statements for these people are feeling this way like myself <laughs> that feel like we have no control over our lives right now well, first of all, thing understand, you know, like that already that thought is disempowering. So I'm not trying to trying I'm trying not trying to pull a new age bypass, but it's not the truth. We are more puff more powerful than we think we are. That's really what it comes down to, right? But in face of this our uh, technology AI chat GPT, it's very threatening. It's very like uh, you know how to say um, just. Uh, the immensity of it all can be overwhelming, right? So I feel again, it comes back and we can go deep in the second hour, I can give more techniques and, you know, but really putting the gaze more inwards, right? To find the truth of our being and really find that connection because we have been tricked to look for happiness, fulfillment outside ourselves constantly, you know, consumerism. I'm not about denying the physical world of reality. It's not about escaping life. This is like the old spiritual worlds or like I'm not interested in ascending into like into the ether. No, we need to spiritualize matter, life and the world, everything right here. You know, it's not about escaping. It's, it's actually becoming more engaged in life, but from a different with a different foundation. That's why, again, this inner work is so key. So we have a, we come from a different foundation, which shifts our perspective. And then we know more what to do because most of us, you know, what you're dealing with me yourself, we're dealing, we are sometimes freak out and get anxiety because we don't know what to do. So it's all about making decisions, choice, right? Yes. Even the Matrix movie was all about choice. So it's about choice. So making decisions and uh, the aspect of will and free will. And do we really have free will, right? I feel in, in very, uh, in a, from a higher perspective, the way I see it, free will is an illusion because there's so many forces working through us or we are acting very mechanically based on unconscious trauma responses, shadow projections, all of that conditioning, you know, so where's the true free will in all of this. So it is really about, you know, becoming clear. I think what I would really recommend for, for your listeners or anyone in general to really like do almost like an inventory of your life to really consider what is really my intention in life, what do I really want? Right. And I'm not taking want in terms of like, oh, I would love to have a yacht and, uh, <laughs> you know, all these things fine and good to each their own, but more my values in life. We need to like, what are my true values? And I think it comes also down to integrity because the way the devil works, it, it quote unquote devil in whatever form, you know, it appears, you know, it feeds on and tags into our weaknesses, into our blind spots, right? And our lower nature desires and all of that. Um, so to examine that, to be brutally honest with ourselves in that sense. For example, like um, like I mentioned before, a lot of truth seekers, they're so almost stuck in truth seeking <laughs> and getting lost in the rabbit holes. And Neil Kramer calls this, then they get lost in the second matrix, right? Because it becomes this intellectual process of trying to figure out intellectually what's going on, which your mind will never be able to figure out because it's so limited and subjective and in this egoic consciousness. But it also reminds me, what's your goal in life? What what is your only intention? It reminds me of of uh, of what Ashanti, one of the spiritual teachers, uh, I enjoy listening to him. Uh, he asked a question: Do you really want to awaken, or do you want do you really want to awaken, or do you just want to be happy in your dream life? And that's a hard, you know, question to answer. Some people are, well, I want to be both. 
But what is being happy in my dream life? If you're really honest with yourself, the dream life is like based on, you know, your as long as your happiness depends on external circumstances and what you have or don't have, you are a slave to the matrix and to the system. Right. So that's that's where we really I need to question what does it mean to be awake? Awake is not, yeah, we people have started to wake up, quote unquote, over the past three years because they are aware of some of the control mechanisms of the 3D matrix on the very superficial symptom level. You know, some of us, some others are more aware of the deeper layers, you know, secret societies and, and secret space program or hyperdimensional realities, but it's still just more intellectual concepts, right? Um, once we really embark on this on this path towards awakening, right? I want to awaken to my true self, true essence, then the whole game changes, I feel, right? But I feel it's really important to figure out now who am I and what do I want and also what can I can con contribute because what's happening with the socialist Marxist work, technocratic takeover, transhumanism, they try to make everybody the same. They mistake uniformity for unity. It's forced unity, basically, right? Uh, that's what socialism and Marxism is based on. So making everybody the same and erodes human creativity, erodes individual uniqueness. Also for everybody to find out there's something, you know, like you, your work, my work, everybody, yeah, there's something everybody can do when you tune into your true essence, true soul that only you can contribute from and, and give to the world that is unique to you and nobody else can do, right? But it can only come forth when we look within. We look without, we compare ourselves with others, we start to do what others do, we give our power away or AI to AI and all of that, let the work to do uh, for us. So we need to look within in our unique being. Uh, and that requires some work. I'm not saying it's easy, but that's the way out. And that's tremendous gift and, and creative potential in that. If we can, each, and, uh, each of us can tap into that. But that's my short answer. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you offer a service to help with this, right? Yeah, I mean, what, uh, especially like, um, I don't do one on one session, but we, uh, my wife and I, we have done this really amazing program. We do a, it's a 14 week group coaching program. It's limited to only 30 or 35 people. It's by application only. We do it three times a year. We've done it already 10 times over the past three years. It filled up each time. And there we dive deep into what I call psycho spiritual work, doing really in depth psychological work, shadow work, trauma work, inner child wounding of that somatically through the body as uh, spiritual work uh, as well uh, various meditations and uh, uh, spiritual practices infused in this as well to really combine it and also it's based on the fourfold approach of holistic self-work because we need to work on all levels on the physical on the emotional psychological intellectual and the spiritual all of them together and also combining in and out this is the inner work and in context of the outer work what do i mean by outer work is what you are all about what we are also what I write about understanding the matrix forces the world understanding the cosmology what's going on to a degree the agenda you want to you know I see many people have gone along with the agenda because they're so focused in inner work but have no understand how the matrix forces operate on the other side of the coin I see a lot of truth seekers have tried to figure out the matrix but they're not engaged in any inner work and they just project their shadow externally and and get trapped into that so we need to bring it all together so that's that's a program we offer and especially it's very powerful doing the group together, not only being around like-minded people, but around people who are also engaged in the same work, right? Everybody in a unique way. You need to, you know, everybody has different lessons to learn, but that, that's what we do to help empower people. Also to give people not only knowledge, but tools and practices they can apply in their everyday life for the rest of their lives. Because what we want to help is people tap in their own soul potential, their own unique purpose for being here. And I feel on, on a higher level, we all chose to be here uh, during this time of transition, as I call it, or as it is called, you know, and there's a big opportunity. There's a huge opportunity for an awakening, or maybe, I don't know, like we talked before, it goes so mad and crazy, maybe then the divine will press the ultimate great reset button as it happened in ancient times to Atlantis, and we need to start this experiment over again, because we don't didn't learn our lessons. But I see it more positively. I think it's, it's, it's a great opportunity, but we need to step up to the plate. That's what it comes down to. Absolutely. It really is, folks. Your reason for existence, your raison d'etre, that makes all the difference in the world. And to find your true self and feel that you have potential, you have reason, you understand, you know why you're here, 
and to feel like you came here for this reason so that you're not a victim of what's going on. You came here to be a part of this situation and see the outcome as it comes. So, yeah, maybe we're in the belly of the beast right now, but we can find our way through, but only by going in. So please visit veilofreality.com. Get all of Bernard Gunther's work. Look deep. Oh, my God, there's so much stuff there. It's uh, it's a deep dive, folks. And we're going to get more into solutions and, and methodologies of, of confronting your inner demons in the second side here. So let's give a lot of love to associate producer Steve Mercer for keeping the ball rolling here. Thank you so much, Steve. Please write Steve with any show ideas that you have. Uh, producer Steve at freemantv.com. Write me, freeman at freemantv.com. And keep things going because uh, we want to be here for this transition. I've chosen this position here to speak with all of you as much as I also want to go and just jump back in my van and hide from the world. I know better, and I know that that's not what's going to make me happy. So being here with you, moving into this transition, witnessing the change as it comes is, is what it's all about. So thank you all so much, and we will see you next week.